Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello, my name's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to Everton's disappointing 1-0 defeat at Brighton this afternoon. Jurgen Lacardia's 59th-minute goal condemned the Blues to a third defeat in four matches and ended any hope of building momentum after the Boxing Day win at Burnley. We'll start, as ever, with the definitive verdict of our Everton FC correspondent Phil Kirkbride. Sam Carroll was alongside Phil at the Amex and he also gives his thoughts on a loss that leaves the Blues 10th after their final game of a forgettable 2018. You'll then hear my conversation with Evertonian and view from the Gladys Street podcast regular Rob Astle before the podcast rounds off with the full audio from unhappy Everton manager Marco Silva's press conference. We wish you a happy new year. Thanks for listening to all the podcasts we do and here's hoping the Blues bounce back v Leicester. The Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Evening everybody, Brighton won Everton nil. A desperately disappointing afternoon on the south coast for the Blues who fell to Jurgen Lacardia's goal just before the hour mark. Um, in a poor game, a, very much a, a battle of attrition for long spells here, the game that was lacking quality. Um, and Everton can have no complaints, they deserved little if nothing from the game. Sure, they did fashion the clearer chances, hit the post, hit the bar, but this certainly wasn't any sort of hard luck story from the Blues who were almost unrecognisable from the side that had battered Burnley on Boxing Day. Um, sloppy, I think, is the best way to describe Everton's performance for, for long spells. And, you know, the frustration and the hurt w- was evident during the game, certainly in the touchdown with Marco Silva, constantly in the fourth official's ear and, and, and arguing with the referee. Uh, with Bernard at some point in a really edgy second half, and at the end, Luca Dean having to be held back by his teammates. Uh, angered at the game, angered at the officials, angered at some of the Brighton players as well, no doubt. But Everton can have no complaints. I think is any pointing of fingers. It has to be from inside the four walls of the of the away changing rooms here at the Amex. And it's just a case now of Everton really scratching around for some consistency. And as I say, they were unrecognisable from the game at Burnley, and it's it was struggling to understand how they're sort of in this rut. But they've shown consistency earlier in the season, and Marco must have to. To cling on to that and hope that when they come out of this run now, you know the toughest run of, of festive fixtures, we can't forget. Once they come out of this, hopefully they can rediscover some of that consistency because that's what that's what we really need to see this season: consistency and a performance level going in the right direction. We thought we were seeing that heading into Anfield, and arguably Anfield, despite the fee, was the best performance of the season. Um, but December has been tough. Other than that, really, really tough. Uh, and hopefully the new year can offer some consistency. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. A disappointing defeat from the Amex today, where once again Everton came out flat-footed after the break and paid the ultimate price for it, and it's another game that was easily winnable that has passed them by. Second 20 minutes of the first half, they had good chances. Seamus Coleman, probably most guilty of missing a really, really good chance and one that, in my eyes, the Seamus Coleman of four, five seasons ago would definitely have just took on the volley, placed it in, and Everton would have been 1-0 up. 
he took a touch, the chance was gone, and we lost out. We came out after the break, and not only did we look like a totally different team from that last 20 minutes of the first half, certain players looked like totally different players. They were letting men go, playing clumsy passes, playing sloppy football, slow to react to things, and at the end of the day, I think a lot of fans could see that goal coming 10 minutes before it really happened. Marco Silva tried to introduce Gilfie Sigurdsson. I think that change was a little bit late. He tried to introduce Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Numan Nias, but there was just absolutely nothing for Everton in the second half. Brighton, okay, they defended well with two big lads, Shane Duffy and Lewis Dunk at the back, but Everton for that second half didn't look like scoring once. Kurt Zuma hit the bar with the last, last couple of minutes with, with a header, but still, apart from that, Everton had nothing, Everton offered nothing. It's a strange one for Silva. I don't think it's as bad as Spurs, where there was real room for concern. And then obviously the Boxing Day victory against Burnley, we bounced back and kind of obviated some of the worries the fans had after that Tottenham game where we were in free fall. You know, it felt like, especially after the Derby defeat, we were never going to win again. But after such a good win, win against Burnley, this was just a little bit sour. This was just a little bit flat. This was just exactly what Silva and what Everton didn't need. Now, it's got to be a case that the Blues search for a bit of consistency. I think that's the buzzword around uh, certainly Everton supporters, certainly some of the players after the game talking about that. Um, this really isn't good enough, a defeat like this. Brighton, a team who you know should roughly now be in and around Everton in the Premier League table, but Everton should be head and shoulders above them. Everton should really be nailing on that spot of seventh that looks like will secure European football, certainly Europa League football. But with Wolves doing that shock result at Spurs, it looks further away than ever right now after a third defeat in four games. It'll be back to the drawing board for Silva, but I did hear one reporter after the game talking about the Leicester game as a must-win. Strange to think about that when a few weeks ago. Well, certainly at the start of December we were six points off fourth and now we're going into a big game against Leicester. But certainly the midfield has got to start showing more than it did today. Idrissa Garnagay didn't look comfortable going forward. Theo Walcott was anonymous for large portions. Bernard has sparked, linked up well at times with Dean, but hasn't yet done it over 90 minutes for the Blues. And Andre Gomez just looked a little bit tired and a little bit lost and a little bit like he had the weight of creative expectation on his shoulders. That'll be Sutton Everton. We'll look to obviate against Leicester. But once again, like Burnley, the team needs a big performance and a big three points. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, hi, Rob. Thanks for joining us, mate, on the post-game podcast. You had a good Christmas other than uh, the results we've just witnessed then. Yeah, yeah, it's been good, mate. How's yours been? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah, it was going well up until this afternoon, like, to be honest, <laughs> you know. Everyone's optimism was back up, wasn't it, after boxing, ain't that great win at Burnley. But Everton have ended the year in the, the same way they started it, in defeat. So so what did you make of it, what you've, you've witnessed at Brighton today? Uh, first half, I thought, you know, I thought it was all right. You know, we had chances. Um, but then, second half, we just didn't really turn up, did we? You know, just the goal was coming from, from the minute... Um, the second half kick you just felt like we, we just weren't at the races um, I, I don't know what's been said at half time or what, what kind of game plan he's been looking at but it's obviously not it's obviously not worked and that goal has just completely you know knocked the stuffing out of us and then we went and hit the post um, you know and then zoom it hit the bar and but again, it just didn't fall for us. But a good side, Brighton, and they're hard to break down. So once they go one nil up, it's gonna, you know, life's even more difficult for us, isn't it? Yeah, you, you're right. They hit the woodwork twice in that second half, and thought particularly in the, the latter stages of the first half, they're going to some really good positions, Everton. But you know, on the whole, would you say we deserved anything from that game? Um, in terms of chances, you probably say 
you know, we deserve the point at least. But, you know, I've been saying this, I've said this a couple of times this season, we're the masters of our own downfall, aren't we? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's what's cost us because, like I've just said there, Brighton are a really good side, I think. And, you know, it, 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 it's not an easy place to go. So you have got to take your chances there. And, and as soon as you go a goal down, life's just so, so much more difficult for you. Um, you know, I. You know, I probably would say a point would have been fair given our chances, but other than that, you know, second half we were really, really poor. I thought. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I'm, I'm struggling to think of one player who could come away and said they played really well today, and it, it probably leads me to ask: Is this becoming a bit of a concern with the side that that too many players are just inconsistent? How can you go from, you know, from Tottenham to Burnley and then back to to Brighton today? It's, it's bipolar, isn't it? That's, yeah, I think that's yeah. the best way of putting it. You know, we were just talking before before we started talking about it, and and. and you know, we know there's wholesale changes which need to happen within this team. It's not going to get fixed in one or two transfer windows. It's going to take time. But, you know, there's certain players in that team for me who are fighting for the future now. Um, you know, who are far off difficult conversations. I thought Walcott was poor again. Yeah. Um, I thought Coleman again. You know, we need to have a long, you know, a long eye look on the summer. Do we think he's the one? Um, to, you know, to take us forward in that right back position, and I don't think he is at the minute unless he starts performing uh, to the standard he was before his injury. You know, so yeah, it's just difficult to take, isn't it? And then you know, you, you've got to look at it um, from the outside as well and look and think where we are now is kind of you know it's a lot better than last season, but we're trying to move forward, um, and it's going to take time, but. At the same time, there's players in there who just need to be moved on as quick as possible. I think it's interesting what you say about the right side. I thought like Luca Dean's made the left back position his own. Bernard, even when he, he infuriates me at times, but as he's proven in the second half, he can still make things happen. But you're right about Coleman and Walcott. Coleman, it probably through no fault. Well, not probably through no fault of his own. Looks like he's lost a little bit after that that major injury, or maybe it's just taking longer to come back. But Walcott, he's so flaky, isn't he, at the moment? Like he, you know, I know Silver was really pleased with his performance against Burnley, but he just didn't do anything today it seems I know I, I, it's classic Walcott for me though you know it, it's it, it's become a bit of a trend this season that just tends to he goes missing and he doesn't put you know he, he hasn't got the qualities that certain other players in the team have gotten it really highlighted you know it's really sh- sh- shines through when um, especially when it's a difficult game like this Um you know, I think if, if Luckman was fit I think I'd be throwing him in straight away for Walcott I just think he needs to part of the team but yeah, it's just one of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, but it does look like Marshall Brent spoke to uh, Phil Phil Kirkbride, our Everton FC correspondent, this week, and more or less said he doesn't expect too much business in January. But do you think when players are back fit, people like Luckman, he, he may have to just freshen it up with with players from within the squad. Definitely, yeah. You know, I think I think the only thing I don't really trust at the minute is the two strikers he's got on. He's got his back up and toasting in the asset, but I think otherwise, you know, let's use let's try and use the squad as best we can. Um, I think I read as well just before just before Christmas. Uh, Brand said, "Was it one in, one out?" Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, which I think would be a good policy. So if we can ship some of the some of what we call a dead wood out, and then get you know decent replacements in, then great. But you know, I think let's try and use what we've got at the minute and. Um, uh, and try and push on as much as you can and wait until the summer let's not rush into any stupid decisions because you know the January transfer windows you know, it's, it's notoriously expensive isn't it definitely. and it's difficult to get the right deals through definitely just a final one mate that, that Burnley win aside on Boxing Day has been a pretty bad end to the year you know and it has dampened you know that optimism that was, was definitely there before going into December and obviously the Derby game but you said earlier, is it still better than this time last year? Can you still see, you know, signs of real improvements? And even though it just looks like we're going to have to get used to these bumps in the road, 
I can, yeah. You know, I, you know, we, we've said it on plenty of the View from the Goddessy podcast before. You know, let's look at, let's not overreact to the results um, this season. You know, if it's a win, let's not go, you know, get, get ahead of ourselves. If it's a defeat, let's not be too down about it. You know, and I think that's what it's going to be for kind of like the remainder of the season. But we need really need to start picking up. At the same time, you know, Silver's kind of honeymoon period's over now. Yeah. Um, Although I am, a, I do agree with you there. It is a lot a better brand of football, and I'd rather be in the position we're in now than what we were this time last year. I think anyone would take anyone would take that. You know, we've got to start getting wins on the board now. Definitely, and Leicester at home the next one, New Year's, New Year's Day. Uh, you know, similar to, to to Everton in the respect that they've gone and lost today to Cardiff. It just I know, looks yeah, like seventh to thirteen, fourteenth. It just looks like there's a lot of teams trying to be the best of the rest, and you, you don't like putting Everton in that bracket. But unfortunately, that's probably where the club is at the moment. Definitely, yeah. Um, and then that, that Leicester game is going to be a really, really tough game. Um, you know, half 12 on a New Year's Day, I can't imagine the atmosphere being too lively for that game. Um, no. <laughs> but, it's a game, but it's a game where we've got to go, you know, we've got to go and pick ourselves up and after, after the day and, and, and really get at them and, you know, start off the year on a strong point and then, you know, hopefully the week after we get out, we start a good cup run and yeah. uh, give us something to cheer about towards the end of the season because the, the, the problem is if, if, if we go out, you know, if we go off the cup early doors and we don't start picking up results, the season becomes a bit of a dead rubber then, doesn't it? You're not really, the fans aren't really that interested. So, you know, it's imperative we get back to winning ways uh, New Year's Day. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Marco, you were, um, didn't appear very happy with the referee at the end of the match. What were you, were you telling him and talking to him about? Afternoon to, to all. Um, of course, what I told him uh, is to stay between me and him. Um, and what I can tell is nothing about the goal because... In the, the right moment ago, I had the feeling the was deflection on Andre and um, was a, a normal goal. wasn't nothing about the goal, what I told him. Uh, even if it wasn't the best game to, to see, it wasn't the, too good performance to both teams, the, t- the three teams on the pitch, not as in Brighton. Um, like we have conditions to do better, I think the referee has conditions to do better as well. But of course, it's not an excuse. And in the right moment, he took the, the, the good decision that moment, the, the goal as well. But after, like, he, he managed the match in some moments, I think he, he could do different. But it was a tough match for us as a team, for Brighton as well. I think for the referee, it was the same. Luca D had to be pulled away at the end by John Pickford and a few of the coaches and stuff. What was he angry about? I was upset, not just him. If you look all of the hour, first because we didn't win the match, and it was our goal. And uh, I was upset with the referee in some moments, the the, the match as well, like he managed the, in some moments the game. But it's part of the game. He's there, finishes already. He's on the pitch. He's already finished the moment. Now I want him to um, clear his mind and to to prepare the next match. It will be most important for us now. It was a frustrating afternoon. Didn't seem to create as many chances as you probably would have expected to. After yes, it was a frustrated afternoon for us. Even if you want to talk about chances, I think we created more than the, our opponent and clear chance to score. If you look, they had a, a good chance in one set pieces, in one free kick, um, could save the Jordan. I think one head of uh, the striker. And after they, they score with the goal in one deflection in Andre, 
they didn't have a clear chance more to, to score. Even if it wasn't our best performance, we created enough chance to achieve different result and the best chance in the, on the pitch as well. We after straight after the goal we had a clear chance with Richardson off the post and after we had one more off the bar when you came here to even if you don't created um, five six clear chances like is normal in our team we created enough to achieve good result we can talk about the performance wasn't the best but about the, the the chances you created in our opponent i disagree with you because you created more than them what do you think was was missing from the performance this afternoon can tell you the first 20 minutes you play too slow with the ball uh, we had the conditions to do clear better. Uh, we played too slow in our build-up. We did everything too slow to start well the, our game and to to organize the, our opponent. We did completely different in the last 20, 15 minutes the first half, and because that we controlled the match. Uh, we played there on middle. We created more more chance to finalize clear during the last 20 minutes the first half was more. Our team there than the, the beginning of the, the, the match as well. And the second half, like we started the, the second half, we didn't stop. They are creating, um, they are winning set pieces, falls. Every moment they put long balls, they created, they win some falls or some corners. And you know how they are strong in these moments. And was um, that moment they start to play more around our box when they create, when they winning that set pieces. Um, clear for me in the beginning of the second half. We have lack of stay with the ball to different build up as well to prepare better our attacks, uh, our offensive organization to start to create problems to them. Uh, we gave many, many times chance to them to win some set pieces where they are strong and when they, they can create problems for all the teams with the two central defenders and one good striker in that moment. Yeah, of course, it's our goal. Of course, it's something you have to do to, to stabilize more the our not just our performance, but our results will be the is a challenge for us. Uh, of course, because in, we had a, a very good run before the the game against Liverpool, and after that we had a bad run. We did fantastic reaction reaction last little game, and of course we expected a different afternoon for us. Uh, of course, in some moments uh, we don't have the, the the luck. I don't like this word because it's not. You have to try to find the luck to you and to bring the luck to you as well. But of course, I agree with you. You have to be more consistent as a as a team and not up and down in our in some performance and some in some result as well. Of course, is um, is a challenge for us. It will be a aim for us to to achieve that in the second round during the the new year. Okay, good. good, good didn't stop play when the Charleston went down in the second half. No, I, I'm not unhappy why he didn't do it with Richardson and we he did with the other players on the pitch. This is the only thing I, I'm I'm really unhappy. Because if he didn't do it Richardson, after when uh, I don't know what the player the Brighton was on the pitch, he doesn't have to stop it the same way. Because he he, he has to do the, the same things for both teams and um, not with one player in a different way than the others is what he has to do. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.